Hey everybody, how's it going? Thank you for tuning in to This Is Real with Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And I'm Stephanie Ray. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Man, let me tell you something. Like, So I had to do the intro like a second time because <laughs> I felt like um, I kind of messed it up. I was like, yours truly. Yeah, yours truly. And uh, I think that's kind of funny. But, um, you know, we've been talking about emotions and uh, today we got a special guest that's going to be talking mm-hmm. Uh, about well, it's actually not a special guest. She's actually not a guest at all. Um, before we bring her on, I just wanted to say thank you to all who have mm-hmm. been just super supportive. You know, I went to an event, uh, Kingdom Museum and all that, this past weekend. This past weekend, and uh, we were there were Brian Trejo. You know, I think Marcus Rogers. There's a lot of people out there. And uh, Friday and Saturday, we supported uh, two events mm-hmm. this week, and uh, it was really cool. To you know, it was really cool. Uh, to meet, uh, obviously, to see a lot of people that I know already, but mm-hmm. also to meet a lot of new people. Yeah. And people to just be like, that they didn't know me more as Juan Martinez, but they just knew me as Dr. Love and This Is Real. And nice. they're like, this is real, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's Stephanie Mae. You're Dr. Love, right? <laughs> uh, guy ran from across the thing. He's wow. like, my wife, he drug his wife. She's like, he turned me on to this, you know? Mm. Like, uh, here, look, this is Dr. Love. And so it was kind of cool. Um, just to see the support of yeah. people watching that you, you don't even really know mm-hmm. who's watching. and yeah. um, So that's really dope. So thank you for liking, subscribing, hitting the little blue bell, all that stuff. Yeah. Every time I say blue bell, I just I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, I don't think it's a color, but the bell is Oh, fine. it's just a bell. No wonder. Every time I <laughs> say that, I feel like I'm ice cream. Yeah, I totally think ice cream. And um, YouTube. Shout uh, out to um, everyone who's listening to the podcast or on YouTube. Yeah. Everyone who's writing letters and showing support. Um, Yep. We really appreciate we it. We just sent a ton of letters yeah. back out uh, We're like, like yesterday. Um, we've so. already reached our anniversary, mm. right? Over a year now of, Re- of, on of the air. I don't know. Wow, yeah, that's horrible. It's been over a year. It's been over a year. I don't know. We'll have More to talk to our media year. team. <clears throat> Maybe they can let us know. I don't remember. It's been over a year. Yeah. Wow, so happy anniversary. Now, we really <laughs> need to do that right. We need to do that right. We yeah. need to do like we an anniversary We got to figure out the thing. real one. We got yeah. to figure out the real date. Yeah, we got to figure date. out the real date. Um, maybe next year we'll catch it, or maybe we haven't caught it yet. Maybe we're like right there. Oh, no, maybe. I don't know. I know Dallas. I know I got a pop-up was a of year, a memory. Wow, of, of and it was show. one year? So it's been, yeah, because pop-ups don't happen like six months ago. But was it the pop-up of the year? I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> so we've been talking about uh, out-of-control emotions tend not to produce God-honoring results. Uh, this past weekend, we said something to the extent of choices lead, feelings Maybe. follow. And with us here today, now listen, <laughs> uh, our friend, and uh, she's kind of like, I don't know, she's like a spiritual daughter, friend, sister. There's a whole lot of hats I wear with you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, <clears throat> Pastor Megan McCullum. Thank you. What's going on? <laughs> Dude, you're a pastor now. I I am. I am, and it is an honor. That's really dope. Yeah. So how's it going with Heels to Halos? You also are, like, president and director of Heels to Halos. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. What's happening in Heels to Halos? So Heels to Halos is just going amazing. Like, it's been nine years since we started. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, It started with the outreach, going in the clubs, the brothels. We started with one. Now we're in over 30 sexually-oriented businesses all over the city. Wow. Um, we have several different teams, and then we're going to Canada in February. Wow. So there's you're a You're taking church. the team? You're taking us or what? Well, um, there's two of us going. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, we didn't get an invite. We didn't get an invite. Uh, we're going to go train and equip. We're going to go inside the strip clubs, and, right. and they're, they're just on board. They're nice. like, hey, this is what we want to do. So um, 
we're just educating, training, I and passport. I mean, yeah. I got a passport. Yeah, me I mean, too. You know like I, I mean? thought, you yeah. know, what I'm saying like I. You yeah, know, you have to have passport. I mean, we, we have, do good we when we're them. all together. Like you know, <laughs> I, I just think like in the future, <clears throat> place date. You know, so, you know, just something. Yeah. You know, maybe the team, you know, the media team probably would yeah, like to record. They, they would like to record. They could be a great vlog. We can do this is real vlog. Yeah. Halo collab edition. Yeah, we're just gonna. Hey, you know what? You we didn't invite. We're just pulling up. On hey, look, she comes. Ooh. She comes out, and we're there. <laughs> we're like, oh, you didn't invite. We invited ourselves. <laughs> wow. No. So that's pretty but dope. Congrats, yeah. congrats. Ba ba ba, Canada. <laughs> okay, so Megan, you know, this is a. Uh, I we chose you for this topic mm -hmm. um, because I. You know, the outreaches and all that is awesome, but I know that your goal is to just uh, pluck people out of that industry, yeah. but also work with inner healing, uh, just really growing from the inside, which is what the gospel is about, is to save yeah. your spirit, man, yeah. and uh, get you uh, receiving the implanted word, which is the thing that saves our mind, will, and emotions, our souls, as Brother yeah. Jane says. And I think a lot of times we operate uh, in the present uh, a lot of our behavior is because of things that have happened in the past or just experiences that we've learned in the past. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not always traumatic. Mm -hmm. It's just right. a stronghold and a pattern out of something destructive that you learned or picked up <clears throat> that you got to deal with. Or you're never really truly free. So you right. you continue in the truth that sets you free, but you have to identify the lie. Yes. And there's things that we have that we don't realize that we have. Talk about it a little bit. Talk and about so, when we talk about out of control emotions and, and uh, choices lead, feelings follow. When you hear that or when you think about that which the first about. thing that comes to my mind is and i always go to the analogy of roots of a tree everything yeah. has a root and yeah. it started someplace yeah and so we have to be able to track that back and find out where did it come from and why is it there and it takes that guidance and in digging into the word and prayer and having people around us that are healthy yeah. to be able to speak into our life and and there's dark areas in our hearts and in our minds that we have to be willing to open up and be honest with in order to expose those areas. And you're right, it doesn't always have to be something bad mm -hmm. yeah. that can happen. It's just believing that lie and understanding how do I get through this, what happened, and now what are the tools and things that I need so it doesn't take place again. Mm -hmm. Because life isn't easy, things are gonna happen, we're going to get offended. People are going to get upset. We you said have you had emotions. A difficult day today, didn't you? I did have a difficult day today. And Talk it, about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from the moment that I got up this morning, even just to the meet, it was just little things that were just kind of irritating me and just kind of getting on my nerves a little mm -hmm. bit. James had said something to me, my husband, he's amazing. <laughs> and I interpreted it the wrong way as if he was blaming me for something. So we have a dog. We have sure. three pit bulls, sure. and our dog has um, some skin problems, so he needs a shot every three months. Mm -hmm. And so it's Expensive. time for the shot. So James is like, oh, he's itching. You need to take him to the, to the vet. And I'm like, it's only been three weeks. He's like, oh, no, it's been four. So we get into this three weeks versus four <laughs> weeks, and I'm like, are you serious? We're talking a one week difference. Yeah. You know, just silly things. And even in that, we were laughing at the end because we're like, that's where communication comes in mm -hmm. something that simple yeah. can blow up into something so big mm -hmm. and then even something that small if you're not mature and don't have communication skills and know how to work through something mm -hmm. who knows what the enemy is going to come with along that day right. and if we don't reconcile and talk it out 
what seeds are planted in that moment really that now good. temptation is going to come along if you're in the right place at the wrong time or the wrong place at the right time right. and then it's a snowball effect mm -hmm. so we recognized it this morning and i call him on the way and i'm like hey we really need to clear this up because we're literally arguing over seven days and a shot for a dog <laughs> like is it really that serious and that's really cool but it is somebody has serious. to somebody has to humble themselves to yeah, do it right because now you got two angry people right and and <laughs> yeah. and, and like it, it we, it's funny because it's there's i forgot how it goes but it's that saying that kind of goes like uh when you think somebody else is doing it but nobody's doing it you know you think mm -hmm. it's someone else mm -hmm. but everybody all thinks yeah. that somebody did it you know yeah. but nobody did it yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the same concept but when it comes to two people and you're both angry mm -hmm. like you're waiting for them you know because in your anger you're like well they gotta admit they're wrong and come to me and they're probably thinking well they gotta admit yeah, so yeah. kudos to you to say you know we gotta this is only it's it's a simple thing right, right? and so humility is important in that yeah and i love that you um gave the analogy of the the roots and the tree because what sometimes everyone likes to pick the flower or they like to pick the fruit off of the tree mm. but what they don't realize is whether they got a pretty flower or a you know rotten fruit that it takes rotten. work to get into the roots mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so sometimes just starting that work is messy but it, continuing that work really finds you know the, the root of the issue yeah so whether you're getting a good fruit you're picking off of a good tree that has good mm -hmm. roots or you picked a bad fruit from something that has rooted in something evil <clears throat> either one of those still requires us to start the work you know absolutely and i yeah. think that's what's beautiful about these conversations and the sermon series and you know all of that is that having the time to self-reflect and say okay you know what maybe there's something that i need to start working on maybe this mm -hmm. is something deeper instead of just um treating symptoms but going down deeper yeah i like it yeah i like to obviously i'm I, it's one of my passions you know just uh, it should be anybody who's a believer right because you truly want to be free mm -hmm. and um the whole you know i always talk about rooted and grounded and for something to be rooted because you understand the seed form the roots start going down deeper and deeper as you nurture mm -hmm. uh the seed right you're adding yeah. water sunlight uh, so it's it's going deeper and deeper and and the way i see that is you accept and receive what God has to say. And the more you do what you're accepting and receiving, the more, uh, you know, I say accept, accept, right? It, the deeper the roots go. And then eventually that term grounded is a construction term that means it becomes part of the foundation. Yeah. For us, what that means is that it becomes part of the core of who you are. So now you are this new mm -hmm. thing because right. that's been rooted in. You have to identify the lie because I feel like a lot of times uh, we've received or accepted, accepted, accepted. It became grounded and it became who we are, the lie, but we accepted it as truth. So you thought it was true and it's the reality that you live. And so that's why the importance of reading the word, because mm -hmm. when you look in the mirror of the word, yeah. it tells you really what's true and yeah. what's not. Mm -hmm. And then accepting that truth. Um, and then living it out yeah. is will get something rooted, you know? Yeah, I thought of, um, when you talked about that, I thought of the greenhouse, right? So it's like once we find the root and then you're either, you're either digging things up, it also determines where your environment is at, right? Yeah. So like different trees, different people, upbringings, you know, like you were yeah. talking about earlier, trauma could be something healthy. You could grow up in a healthy home, but you didn't have tools. <clears throat> Any of those things, the environment into which we continue to grow in, 
ultimately decides the fruit that we're going to bear, you know? Yeah. And oh, so really continuing good. that work, you know, from going deep into roots, but then saying, all right, what, what is it that I'm going to do now with these things yeah. that I've discovered? Mm -hmm. And then, stuff. and then reaching a, a point of maturity and wisdom to not blame our past environments right. and people around us on our actions for today. There comes mm -hmm. a point where we have to be accountable mm -hmm. and where we have to wake up and say, you know what, I need to take responsibility for my actions at this point. And yeah. I can't point fingers at this person or my parents or my uncle or whoever it is. There comes a point where you have to say, okay, I'm going to pick up my cross and I am going to do everything that I can to not be defined by my past, not mm -hmm. be defined by the trauma or be defined by the environment that I came from. Mm. But I am gonna do everything in my power to break free from that mm -hmm. so that I don't live in that mindset. Mm -hmm. How do you, what are some of the things you do to do that? Like, right, don't you, uh, you do that with women, mm -hmm. you kind of run them through certain things and uh, with the tools that you have, yeah. What do you see happening usually? Because isn't it kind of cool when you see somebody uh, going from one mindset to another, you know, progressively? And mm -hmm. sometimes when you're the one, sometimes it's frustrating. Yeah. But um, when you see the fruit, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. exciting, right? Yeah. Uh, so what are some of the things you would say if somebody's like, they're in an old mindset and mm -hmm. they're a certain way, uh, but they want to change? Right. What are some of the things they should start doing to really, you know, start seeing some change? Yeah. Does it happen instantly? Can it, does it take some time? I mean, you know, I, I definitely know and believe that you can have an encounter with God that can be an amazing experience that can transform your heart. But once that is over, there's a process of healing that needs to take place and mm. mindset changes. <clears throat> yeah. The way that we think, the way that we respond to things, and it's a whole thought process. Yeah. And so where you start is recognizing that and getting somebody that you can trust and learning how to trust because yeah. in order to heal, you have to be able to trust. And so then beginning that process, whether it's with a counselor or whether it's somebody at the church with discipleship or joining a, a class yeah. and getting connected, but you have to stay consistent and committed mm -hmm. because when it, well, I always tell the women, I can't do more for you than you're willing to do for yourself. Right. Yeah. And so I'm here to help guide you. But the biggest key is o asking open ended questions and being able to get them to self reflect on maybe there's a specific moment in their life that has been yeah. really self destructive. And they're like, hey, I keep doing this over and over. And we go through and I say, OK, tell me some things. How is that affecting your family? That decision. Yeah. And they'll, we'll talk about it. Well, how is that affecting you personally? How's it affecting your relationship with your children? And it gets them to start thinking about how the action or the behavior that mm. they're doing is affecting the other people around them and not just themselves. It's because really everything good. that we do has an effect on people around us. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then that's how you can't, you have to be able to change the environment that you're in. And sometimes we have to be that and we have to be the bigger person and recognize it and call it out. And so that's really one of the things that we can do and getting people to understand that if you keep doing the same thing over and over, you're re-victimizing yourself. Explain that. And then, so if there's something that happens to you in your life and it really tears you down, you know, I have this analogy that I love to use. It's like a little boy and he's walking 
and he's whistling and the wind is blowing and it's mm-hmm. a beautiful day outside and mm-hmm. he's like it's great and he's and then all of a sudden something happens it's like bam his mom dies in a car wreck mm-hmm. he falls down and it's like he gets back up slowly and he's like looking around so he's still carefree and he's walking but his walk slowed down a little bit because mm-hmm. now he's hurt he's broken and maybe he hasn't processed through those emotions and feelings and now bam something else happens and his best friend betrays him or lies to him and so each time he's falling down and getting back up but each time that you get back up from a fall if you're not addressing the emotions that come along with that and what's happening mentally and emotionally and spiritually then you're going to literally be curled up in a ball on the ground instead of having the strength to be able to get back up again and walk out what it is that the freedom that's in front of you from whatever kept you down because mm-hmm. the more you suppress things the more weight yeah right the and, more weight and we need people to heavy. come alongside us and, and lift up our hands and when it's continual process of continual betrayal not communicating and having mm-hmm. those negative emotions that are taking place um we are not going to be as effective as we can be mm-hmm. it's really good so what are you thinking I was going to cut for a break because we got to a really good spot (laughs) since we're talking about emotions with Megan. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Wow. Welcome back, you guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. No, I was just intrigued over uh, what Megan was saying. And, you know, I, you know, like I said, I think me and Megan, when me, you, and Ben kind of went out to Vegas and we were kind of just learning double binds and all Mm. that, like, uh, it was just, like, super dope. And I'm just really into that because I just kind of feel like there's a space for that Mm -hmm. um, when we talk about the soul and the renewing of the mind. And a lot of times I see it from the standpoint of, like, identifying the lie, right, because the lie is what keeps destroying you and then, you know, most of the time when we see patterns that are destructive, uh, you must recognize that you're living based upon a lie um, because there is just truth, uh, edify, builds up, helps you grow. Like there's just all these opposite things. And uh, I think it's really important in the body of Christ, you know, we've been talking about being emotionally immature and that affecting your maturity spiritually because if you're constantly led by your feelings, then you'll never Mm -hmm. grow up, you know? And a lot of times when I talk to couples and, you know, we're behind the scenes and we're all having a conversation, most of the time what I get is, well, you know, and I've gotten this like a billion times, you know, where they say, well, you know, I'm not gonna say nothing. You know, if I'm talking to the husband on the side, Mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna say nothing about that because if I do, she's gonna react a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then I go to the wife and the wife's like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not gonna say nothing about that. So then Mm -hmm. when I get them both together, I kind of stir the pot because I feel like, (laughs) well, at that moment, I feel like if we don't talk about this, you're not gonna grow. Like y'all know this, like we could do this all day long, but and it, I'd rather y'all just fight in front of me mm-hmm. and let me mediate <laughs> and get this thing to what's the truth. Because yeah. if both yeah. parties are willing to listen to like, you're wrong because of this and you're according to the Bible, this is what it says. And mm-hmm. you can accept that even if you're yeah. like, Ur, we're talking about some growth yeah. and, and some I, change. I love the difference between um, what we're talking about, obviously because it's biblical um, versus what we see in the world to where it's a lot of self there is an aspect of self-healing right that we have to do in self-discovery yeah um but the difference between doing this 
based off of how the word asks us to is that we do bring a brother or sister along, mm-hmm. either somebody who can hold us accountable or somebody who is more mature than us to mm-hmm. uh, then mentor us and lead yeah. us to where we need to go. You know what I mean? Because I think so much um, we see kind of in society of like all these, I'm going to go to a therapist and then I isolate or I do this or, you know, and then you just kind of like fill your head with all these techniques, but then you don't actually mm-hmm. operate in any of mm-hmm. that or you don't find like a you know a community or you know what the world would say you know a community a group or something like that versus you know in the body where you actually say you know what i struggled with that also mm-hmm. or you know what i have the same trauma i have the same hurt or you know what i i do get led by an angry emotion and that kind of thing and then being able to be honest you know yeah. honest and transparent with one another and saying you know what this is how i got through it and this is what the lord did in my life and i'm going to help you get yeah. to it too i mean god gave us emotions mm-hmm. for a reason yeah that we're supposed to feel and, and there's nothing wrong with that and we need to be able to understand why we're feeling what we're feeling mm-hmm. and then not suppress it yeah well feelings are an it. indicator of right. what's happening in your heart mm-hmm. right so when you when you have a feeling you can ask yourself, why am I feeling like mm-hmm. this? And sometimes we don't take that pause. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think we had an acronym uh, in a sermon series or something. It was think, you know, is it true? Mm. Uh, is it helpful? Is it, uh, huh? Helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? necessary. And is, is it kind? kind? Yeah. You know, because if that, those few seconds, even though you think like they do a lot, because, yeah. you know, we were talking about how to keep your emotions in check and um, we said that prayer was the answer. And when you look at Scripture, uh, Philippians 4, if you look at the beginning of Philippians 4, uh, the two ladies were having an argument, mm-hmm. right? Like, that doesn't happen in church life, though, right? <laughs> but the two women are having an argument. They're upset. It's kind of funny how most of the time it's the two girls. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's, uh, in, in the Bible, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying nothing mean. It's, you know, you see in Proverbs, it's like the, the nagging wife. And over here is right. like the two ladies. Yeah. Um, you know, but Paul, he's always talking about us being like-minded in Christ mm-hmm. because he's, he starts going into all of these uh, great things, not being anxious. So they think about it, an argument, and then he's like, don't be anxious about anything. Because yeah. obviously both of them are probably worrying mm-hmm. about what the other one was thinking and who knows, setting up sides. Yeah. And he continues to talk about all these things, and he says, but it, with everything, uh, by prayer. Right. So it's in these times, when, and then later... You know, he's talking about Philippians 4a, where he's talking about the way we think. We Mm -hmm. think about what's true, what's honorable. Mm -hmm. And when you think about this, so fight, uh, don't worry about anything, Mm -hmm. beat that with prayer. And I believe that when you pray, it's a heart-to-heart dialogue with heaven. So you're having this conversation about the way you feel with God, and God's giving you the proper thing to do. Mm -hmm. Go talk to your brother. You know, go remember with my mind, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. mercy, with grace, you know. Right. And then when you go and you do that in your feelings, you get proper clarity. And I feel like everything, you get the peace that transcends the understanding of man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. there's so much power in that. And sometimes we yeah. treat prayer more from a, I'm going to, you know, we say the magic genie, Aladdin, you know, I say the Mexican piñata where you <laughs> where you pray and then boom, all the candies yeah. come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not really what God is saying. It's more uh, whether you're doing it orally or internally and you're dialoguing with God, you have that heart-to-heart connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that heart, you give him your heart. Remember, he's, he gives you a new heart. So he's, mm-hmm. he's constantly giving you his desires and his heart and his will and how he would do things. And 
I feel like if we would just take a moment to pray, uh, it would always equals joy. You know, it would always come and give us joy. I think prayer is really important. It says when Jesus was baptized and he was praying, the heavens opened. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's important. I, I don't know. I was When I was driving home Sunday, even on that, you know, I just kept reading it, which is Luke 3.21. It says when Jesus was also baptized, he was praying and heaven opened. And I thought to myself, wow, how cool is this that, uh, you know, they're baptizing people. Mm-hmm. We know that today when we baptize someone in the name of uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, in the name of Jesus, right, we, we baptize them and you go down in the water and we always say you're identifying with the death the burial and resurrection but here jesus is getting baptized almost as an earthly man before he goes to the cross to symbolize i feel like to Mm -hmm. show us that heaven opens and you can pray to me when you get out of the way yeah Yeah. so Um, you know it's kind of i was was just Mm -hmm. reading it over and over and i was like man this is crazy like jesus gets baptized why you know, I'm like, because he had to show us in the natural, the right. natural standpoint. Uh, and, and anybody who got baptized, you know, was going to follow him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they were identifying with death, burial, and resurrection even before he gets death, burial, and resurrection. I just thought yeah. it was super cool. Yeah. And yeah. I think, um, like what you're talking about, I like how he said exchange. Because um, when we crucify our flesh, because we're talking about, you know, the things that we have to do. Yeah. Right? Because... Yeah. It doesn't come naturally to us to be like, I'm not going to be angry, you know, unless facts. we exchange Big facts. It with Megan the told that, us about it when yeah. she first got here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, it's not a natural thing for us, but whenever we have that exchange and we read our word and we see what God offers us in exchange for fear and he gives us faith. Yeah. You mean like a prayer, word. what it means, yeah, exchanging exactly. wishes. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So that part of it to me is like so powerful because. Um, I don't know, just, you know, to encourage people who are listening is that there it's okay if you don't know where to start, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay if you're listening and you're just like, man, I, I do have this trauma, I do struggle with this, and I, I don't know, I've tried, you know, we talk about it all the time, I've tried a million things on my own, or I've tried quitting, you know, by myself, and all these different yeah, things yeah. where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, we're not meant to do it <laughs> by ourselves. We are not self-sufficient. We need God. We rely on his word. We rely on his yeah. you know, body to be able to accomplish. And like you said, live out this fulfilled life. And so the, the beauty of finding the things that God exchanges for the things that we want to hold on to yeah. is like so much greater than what we can imagine, you know? And yeah. so walking out those lives of, you know, healing and restoration is just a beautiful thing to see and to experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I um I look I'm like I I think it's super dope when you read scriptures that um let's see. I'm going to read you something that I thought was like fire, right? Colossians uh is this okay, the apostle Paul warns us and he's warning them about like basically legalism mm-hmm. even though legalism isn't really a biblical term we say that based yeah. upon the actions of people mm-hmm. when we call it okay colossians 2 20 and 23 says since you died with christ to the basic principles of this world why as though you still belong to it mm-hmm. do you submit to its rules which i thought is super dope just check it out i just thought it's cool he's so he's talking to them he's like why don't you uh live off of all these rules mm-hmm. uh you submit to the rules he says do not handle in other words like you know how we get real technical when it mm-hmm. comes to like you can't smoke because if not you're not going to be spiritual and you can't drink yeah. and now 
obviously I am not saying you can and you should mm -hmm. uh, because not everything is profitable for you and not mm -hmm. everything is good for you. Right. But just because you don't do those things, let's get this straight. Well, I don't smoke and I don't drink doesn't make you super spiritual. That's, right. That is a, a yeah. you know what I mean? Because I know yeah. some cats that don't do nothing and are mm -hmm. like bitter. Yeah. You, you're going to say so. Yeah. That's what he's basically saying here. And look at what he says. He says, um, because they are based on human commands. And, oh, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These are all destined to perish with use because they are all based on human commands and teachings. Such mm -hmm. regulations indeed uh, have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship and their false humility and harsh treatment of their body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I thought that scripture was dope. I thought what that, you know, I had read that in a, like a devotion when I was like, wow. I was like, because true, you, you could try to stop all these things in your own strength and never really change. Yeah. Um, because the, the one wrong moment could jack you up. Mm -hmm. But if you turn, change, that's what he's saying is that y'all are living off of all these rules, but y'all don't have an internal change. So mm -hmm. like, they're like, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that, but they're going to steal and they're going to do all this other stuff, right. the Pharisees, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then, but, uh, but if you have a true heart change, what winds up happening is that, yes, you have to keep buffeting your body. You know, your flesh wants to do stuff. You keep it under submission. Mm -hmm. But that true change makes gives you a different outlook. And so you don't want to smoke no more. And you don't yeah. want to drink yeah. no more. You get what I'm saying? There's mm -hmm. a difference between I'm just going to stop. Because mm -hmm. in a real bad day, you might. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. when you see it from an internal place mm -hmm. and you start learning, uh, mm -hmm. as I say, I said, man, I think yesterday I would have one of those days. I was, I just, maybe it's been like a couple months, but yeah. strong in the weeks, just on stuff that's happening. And, you know, I go, man, I think these were the moments. Oh, I was talking to G. I go, I think these are the moments where I would have drank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm not. And so I've learned to process feelings, mm -hmm. but internally I have changed. So I know that does not profit me mm -hmm. anything right. to go, even if I get the little like, hey, you should go. You know, I'm like, yeah. uh, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm all, I almost rebuke it myself. I'm like, but no, I'm not. But you're also seeing the bigger picture in the consequences that can happen, the repercussions that can happen of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I believe the Lord can bless us in a way where the emotions that we felt when we were in the world or in that yes. dark place, that yes. it's a good thing, but bad thing. You can almost feel that in those moments. Sure. Where you're like, wow, I you do have not want to go maybe? back there. I do have those moments. Come on. <laughs> I do have those moments. Yes. And so it's it's knowing and being aware of what's on the other side and not acting off of an emotion that's just right in front of you for yeah. a time. And yeah, and I think we've also obtained truth. Mm -hmm. Like for me, mm -hmm. it's not just as mm -hmm. much as the consequences, right? Because I can literally think also, even though the consequences do play a role, right. but I didn't care about the consequences before. You follow me? Yeah. So like, it wasn't like I didn't know the consequences then. I knew I was going to get locked up, but I didn't care. Right. <laughs> so the consequences really is not what changed us. Yeah. I feel like what changed us was that we accepted a truth, that we, we no longer bite that lie. Like, we know that things are going to get worse, mm -hmm. it, that, that drinking or smoking is a temporary fix. Right. And then you drinking or smoking again, and then you drinking or smoking again. Like you're constantly trying to get that fixed right. so it could fix a problem that can only be fixed from an internal place. You yeah. know, maybe that's why they call it a fix. 
Because mm. it's, a, you know, yeah. I just thought about that right now. I never really thought. You know, I'm like, wow, what a lie. Because <laughs> it didn't fix anything. Yeah. You're still, you wake up, you're still in that abusive resolution, uh, re relationship. Uh, yeah, I was going to yeah. say reservation. <laughs> yeah, nothing has changed. Kind of. Nothing. Kind you, of you, like a reservation. Kind of, right? You don't you, get out of there. You yeah. don't get out of there. You yeah. mentally check out and disassociate with what's happening in the moment. Yes. Because of the, you know, substance or whatever. I started valuing other things. I feel like, I feel there. like, when I started valuing like me wanting to be with my children, mm. me wanting to have good friends that would last a lifetime, me want, like some of those values just started trumping yeah. the stuff that I valued. Like, mm -hmm. think about it. Think about yeah. how stupid it is. Like, yeah. not for nothing. Like, you go out there, you get drunk, you spend all that money, and then you go to the bathroom, and you're done. You just blew a grand, and it's literally <laughs> in the toilet. Like, that makes no literally, sense yeah. when you start thinking, like, yeah. I could take that same money and go on a cruise mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. drink, and we have a blast and remember everything. And have great memories. And have oh, yeah, great, <laughs> yeah. great memories, yes. Have, actually have a memory. Have a memory. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really good, and it's true. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break as we're talking about emotions with Megan and Pastor Juan. You guys stick around. This is about to get, I just thought real, it was good already. This is about to get. I see you got a lot of notes over there, ahead, uh, Stephanie. Oh yeah. She so um, well, because I was I was really um, I really enjoyed the exchange, you know, with prayer, right? Yeah. Because I think it's such a I feel like prayer has been watered down, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like we say, oh, let's pray before we eat, or oh, somebody's sick, I'm praying for you, or you know, I'll pray that this happens, or I'm praying for a job, you know, all these little things that I feel like we sort of say but don't follow through with, mm -hmm. right? Not knowing the real power that prayer has, mm -hmm. right? Because um, like you were saying, well, this is one of the things that you um, had mentioned. Prayer replaces worry. Worry strangles out, um, say... Uh, well, that the word worry uh, it is means strangled. strangled, strangled out, right? Yeah. And so um, whenever we whenever we think about prayer and whenever we use it as this tool not in like a use i'm um, just you know the the what is yeah, it the yeah. jackpot thingy i don't know anything yeah, yeah. i obviously didn't get a slot, yeah, yeah. Machine. slot machine not the slot machine wow thing, megan right? <laughs> <laughs> she's like no but you realize um why god gave us that source of communication mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. him you know yeah, it's good. that direct source to say you know what you are my children, you're my creation. You have access to me whenever and wherever you want. Yeah. yeah. You are not alone. He obviously he gave us his son and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But then just I mean, think about it. How many mm. of us can think of somebody powerful here on earth that we would quote unquote say powerful, right? Yeah. How would you have a line of access of communicating with them? You know what I mean? Mm. I, I can't reach the owner of the Rockets because I really want some tickets. Well, I have no <laughs> look, I'm like, hey, seven, five. No, yeah. <laughs> but we have the creator of the universe, the one who designed us in the womb, yeah. and we have a direct line of access to him in communication. You know what I mean? And so to me, it's like such a, a powerful thing to realize the weight of and the power of our prayer you know yeah and it's super transformative mm -hmm. you know like prayer is a relational communication when you have a relationship with somebody you connect that's yeah. basically what you do so when people say oh you know I have a relationship with jesus yeah okay your heart should be connecting mm -hmm. yeah because it goes beyond a um request list it's not something of just Way prayer beyond. and i feel like that's what i mean by watered down is that sometimes we just think which is nothing wrong with asking you know the lord yes. for things yeah. uh, but it goes beyond just that you know what i mean it's saying okay 
Lord, I'm, I'm weak in this area or I have this trauma. I need this healing or I'm struggling yeah. or this, or, you know, what? I have nothing. What do you want me to do? Just sitting there in silence with him, you know? And yeah. so that yeah. exchange of saying I'm angry. And right now I just need to pray to God and just receive what you have for me. Hey, so fill uh, me before Megan jumps into this thing she wanted to talk about, which is super dope. I wanted to ask y'all a question because I want to show you something. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously I always say that the word commune is in the word communication. No. And if you're not communing, you're not communicating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something that we say, oh, it's also in community. And uh, the word commune is pretty important. And when you take communion, mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. connecting with God and you have a union with yeah. heaven, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you communicate with me, two people are communicating. What's the, you just said it earlier, right, when you were talking to James. What was the point of communicating? Tell me. Tell me what you think. What was the point when you and James were communicating? This is an on-the-spot question, <laughs> right? You're communicating with a person. What's the goal? The goal is to come to an end result where there's an agreement uh -huh. that takes place in an understanding. Uh -huh. But usually, sometimes somebody wants to make a point and get okay. their point across. Yeah, but in good right? communication, I'm not talking unhealthy. Yeah. In good communication, mm -hmm. it's what? getting on the same page and making sure that coming in agreement coming in agreement yeah yes uh-huh with another person right so basically you're seeing into that person's the mm -hmm. way they think right. the way they feel mm -hmm. okay now move that over mm -hmm. and think about what communication based on communing yeah is because what you basically did was communed with uh, James basically he shared his point of view right you shared your point of view right now in this case when you have communication with God you are you know you hear it into me see uh, intimacy into me see and everybody does yeah. the cute thing and yes <laughs> but if you really thought about that mm -hmm. when you're communicating with God it's two people having a conversation one's listening one's speaking mm -hmm. yeah. and then the other one's listening one's speaking and all you're trying to see is into God and his heart and right. what his because he's perfect. Right. You know, I mean, with two people, you're trying to prove a point, what's going to be right. That's why it's never about right. who's right, what's right. Fruitful. Yes. Right. Yeah. But when you're talking to God, mm -hmm. you share your heart and you can share whatever you want to share. Mm -hmm. But yeah. then he's going to share right. something and he wants you to what? Listen. Come in agreement. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Listen so that yes. you can come in agreement Correct. with what he has to say. That's why he says, yeah. those who confess their sins to God, mm -hmm. he forgives them. Those who come in agreement with what he says, that's what that mm -hmm. word confess means. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when you confess uh, your sins to your brother, in other words, you're in agreement with what God has to say. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important, mm -hmm. you know, when we, when we talk about communicating and all that, because I feel like we use it, again, everything too loosely. Yeah. We just become familiar with things. But right. good yeah. communication means that you have to be present in the room, mm -hmm. right? Something that I'm kind of really working on this year like a lot more this year i just started like last couple months mm -hmm. where i was like yeah. i just want to be present i feel like sometimes we're in rooms and we're not present and then when i talk to people it's the same concept they're like oh yeah i just got to do a little bit of work while i'm and i'm like mm -hmm. no you're here like if you're gonna do a little work then go home yeah well and it's being intentional because yeah. whether we're talking about prayer yeah whether so, we're talking about communication yeah. in our relationships we have to be intentional about having those conversations and nurturing right. those and when you were talking about when pastor was talking mm -hmm. about prayer and you were talking about it even says i'm in uh, mark 14 yeah when jesus was in the garden of gethsemane mm. and he took his disciples up there he said sit here while i go and pray yeah and he wanted them to pray mm -hmm. so that they would ha be able to fight off any temptations that came along the way and mm -hmm. jesus knew 
that he was about to be crucified. He knew that Judas was about to betray him and what he was going to go through. Yeah. And he went and prayed to his father and said, God, if it is your will, please take this cup from me. But if it's not, then I will do it. And he was crying and he told his disciples to go pray. And I started thinking about that. And when he goes back, his disciples were sleeping. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they, they're not listening, they're not paying attention, and they're sleeping when he told them to be praying. Like the emotion that he must right, have been feeling. Right. And then he goes back to pray a second time. And then when he comes back, Jesus even says he came back and found them asleep. And he said to Peter Simon, you went to sleep on me? Can't you stick it out with me mm. a single hour? Should've hit him in the throat. Stay alert. <laughs> Be in prayer so that you don't enter the danger zone without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. Don't be naive. Part of you is eager, ready for anything in God. But another part of you is lazy as an old sleeping dog by a fire. This is the message translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. And so when we... You old sleeping dog by the fire. (laughs) for us to really relate to Jesus and know that he was fully God. He was fully man walking this earth and there's not a single emotion there's not a single thought a single temptation that we and our fleshly bodies have not been tempted with or you know been confronted with that jesus himself was not yeah Mm -hmm. and by taking this an example that a man that died for us that was praying that knew what was going to happen to him can you imagine right Mm -hmm. now if i said to you pastor stephanie you're gonna when you go get in your car like this this or this is going to happen you know, and then you go do it joyfully. Like that's what he did for us. Yeah. Yeah. And in that emotion that he mm-hmm. must have felt, but we take it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. yeah. and we take it for granted Yeah. that it, you can't imagine what he, but even, even, what in, he was feeling. even in, even in that, I feel like he's always showing us the cross, even when like before the cross, you know, like yeah. he's like, the reason we're praying is that heart-to-heart dialogue with heaven and earth and he was always about what the father said and what the father did i'm going to do right so his he had a connection uh with god the father Mm -hmm. even though he's got the son he had the connection with god the father and what i feel happens is he's basically saying hey my desires Mm -hmm. i'm going to do your desire right i have these desires and i have these feelings Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna still do your desire exactly. despite yeah. of my feelings. Yes. <laughs> and then he's like, yes. yo, guys, you can't pray. You can't connect with God the Father mm-hmm. to to keep you away from your laziness and your feelings. Yeah. So yeah. that you can be mindful of what's happening. Right. Dang it. And yeah. I feel like there is a you know, because let me tell you what would have happened, uh, twenty twenty two. Right? <laughs> so we're out here, we're out here, and all of a sudden you got Jesus, mm-hmm. you know and all of this is happening and we are in a situation like that man you know what we're like we'll start praying down angels and we'll be like you know send that you know because remember he was on the cross and he could have sent angels right at that moment he could have been like you know he could have called out all these things Mm-hmm. Right, the angels of the Lord and the armies of the Lord come right now, you know, and poof, everything's done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think that's what we would do in our desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but God's desire was for Him to have a death so that we can also die yeah. and live. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. a lot of times we would choose in today's time, somebody would be like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to call out angels and I'm going to yeah. do all this stuff. Not really going through the fire that you need to go through yes not for you 
to come out like gold even though you do mm-hmm. uh, it's for someone else yeah right and it continues for someone else and it continues for someone else everything we do yeah. is really we we get blessed by it but it's really for someone else yeah for him ultimately but that somebody else can eat of that fruit mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of the the it's thing. like an everlasting ripple effect, you know, the the stone in the pond that has all the ripples that go outwards. We may not see up to where it reaches, yeah. but it has impact further than what we see. Yeah, it's super good. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. What else do you guys got there? <laughs> We're like, all right, Stephanie, what do you got? Well, I think um, I, I like how you said the agreement because um, I feel like I hear it's like a twist on the phrase we say, agree to disagree. Mm. But I feel like we should probably tell ourselves that when it, you know, whenever we die to our flesh, it's like, okay, I'm going to agree with you and I'm going to disagree with my own desires. Desires say, oh, that's really I'm going to agree with what the Lord is asking of me or is telling me or mm-hmm. be o- being obedient to him. And I'm going to disagree with what the enemy is telling me or the past history has happened or what my environment is like. I'm going to disagree with all of those things that are coming against what the word of God says for me in my life. And I'm going to agree with what God has told me and has, you know, called me to be. You know, I, somehow some little thing popped up the other day, and it said um, that joy and worry. This is like a medically mm-hmm. tested mm-hmm. Uh, in your. They can't sit at the same time. Mm-hmm. Either you're one or the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, it, this is a medical test. I wish I would. It just popped up. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why God chose it. Yeah, it was yeah, like a yeah. pop up. I'm like, wow, look at this. <laughs> and uh, matter of fact, I think it was on Red Table Talk, and I think it was a, uh, or it was somebody. Uh, Man, I forget the actress's name, but she mm-hmm. was talking and she's like, she did these things with paddles that every they took her to the trauma and then the paddles would kind of hit her to the time of the trauma to try to change your mind according right. to what she was going through. It's this whole testing thing. It's like rewiring the brain. Yes, it's like rewiring, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Megan, I saw you, you're like, you're like, I want electric. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I love it. <laughs> We're like, Megan. Um, and what was happening is she said, medically, two things cannot reside. Think about how powerful that is when you pray and you and you give thanksgiving you're allowing god to come into the middle of that problem and you're going to experience joy so you're either praying or you're worrying right Mm -hmm. the more you worry the less you pray the more you pray the less you worry because they both can't reside at the same time even medically for you like scientific medical people understand (laughs) you cannot dwell on both the things of god and the things of satan at the same time so if you dwell on the things of god the things of satan Mm-hmm. Wah, wah, wah. You yeah. with me? Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into the show, Megan. It was awesome having you. How can they reach you at Heels to Halos? H2H.1. 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 Or Heels to Halos.com. It takes you all to the same place. Nice. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much you, for Megan, being with for us, Megan. Wal Martinez from This Is Real. And I'm Stephanie Rave, and we're so glad you joined us. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and turn on your notification bell so you get notified every single time we have a new episode. And don't forget, in Houston, Texas, on 100.7 FM, every single Saturday night, we're on the airwaves from 6.30 to 7.30, man, with real people, real problems, real solutions. The show is rocking. Amen. But not only that, not only is the show rocking, we're also reaching 53 cities 51 state and county jails and prisons and what we're doing is we're bringing the word to them we're bringing them some laughter and some good times and some fire and so uh for that we need some partners so if you want to partner with us please click on the link below and don't forget to follow us on social media hashtag this is real or on any other platforms pastor juan martinez hey that's a wrap peace